Thank you to everyone that reached out during our absence these last couple of weeks. We definitely needed the time off. I want to dedicate this podcast to my great aunt Donna, my grandfather's sister who passed away last Tuesday. She was always such a joy of light and laughter in our family. And we want to continue this podcast and the stories we share and the love we have for our family in dedication to her. Welcome to I Got Gas, a podcast about a millennial and her grandpa. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Ernest. We come from the same roots, but our family tree is big and loud. No matter what the generation, we always have a great time with laughs, tears, and amazing conversations. Now we're going to share some of those conversations with you. That's right. Being born in Memphis, Tennessee during the 1950s is a whole different world than being born in the 1990s. One thing that's the same is our love for travel, food, and family peace. And welcome back to another episode of I Got Gas. Hi, Grandpa. Hello. <laughs> I'm Ernest. Hi, Nita. Hi. That's a chain. <laughs> Vanessa's here. I mean, um, <laughs> one of them girls, one of the parish girls Little is here. <laughs> so many of us. I got them. I got them made. It's all right, Daddy. It's all right. <laughs> I was the last one, so technically, well, clearly, uh, our grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing that we do that would be like, Misha, Aya, I be Sheila, I be Brownie. I'm I know, wait, wait, who are we talking to? <laughs> we literally just talked about oh, this earlier God. today. <laughs> Your grandma blamed Major for something, and Major's like, "Why am I the scapegoat? I wasn't even there." <laughs> she was talking about Autumn or something. Um. So another voice, another parish voice in the house is my aunt Shanita. Number three of the Ernest clan. Yep. So we got big sis and then little sis. Yeah. That was the mistake. <laughs> they always say the last kid was like the one that's like, oh, I guess we're having another one. <laughs> well, we're not having any more. <laughs> it's okay, Dad. You don't have to admit it on, on the video. That's what I felt about Maja. I wasn't I wasn't too thrilled when mom told me she was gonna have Mesha and she swears up and down that I asked for mm-hmm. little sister. But I have no recollection of that I whatsoever. That. I did not do that. I know the only possible way I could have asked for little sister was because Taryn down the street was having a baby brother. You wanted a little sister because you wanted to dress her up like an American girl. <laughs> she had all those American <laughs> girl doll clothes. And you wanted a little sister to dress up too. <laughs> that sounds realistic. There's a little bit of a lag. Just get letting you guys give you guys a heads up. No, what we gotta do is we gotta talk in slow motion. I want I got gas. No, <laughs> I ain't got we're not even gonna begin with our recorded episode because we're not even gonna be able to get to the intro. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the intro. Oh my bad. All right, y'all ain't right. Okay, Shanita, so you've been listening to the to the podcast. Yes. Shanita is one of our creative producers, and that's because she gives us all the really good ideas and we write them down. So a lot of the ideas are because of Shanita. So um it's great right. to have you here to do some fun ideas. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Okay, so you know the drill. We gotta do popcorn. Gotta do popcorn. Major, what do we have today? Today we have banana chips and Swedish fish. Courtesy of Shanita. Yeah. 
<laughs> you should see that. Grandpa okay, this is a very Shanita snack. Okay, I like sweet stuff. I have a sweet tooth. Anything sweet is what I like. You don't like the banana chips? I like them. I, they're very sweet. These seem to be super hard today. They're a little crunchier than some others I've had, but they're good. And you know what's funny? I don't even, like, I grew up not liking bananas at all. But when I discovered banana chips, I could not get enough. Yeah. Oh, no. I got the wrong ones. They cook these in coconut oil. <laughs> you don't like them? I was like, why do these taste like a tropical island? This is oh, terrible. Yeah. Maybe these are in coconut oil, too, because, yeah, they are. Coconut oil. That's mm-hmm. I like these. But you know what? I do like the plain ones from the farmer's market better. I kind of wanted just like a plantain chip. I like those better. I like plantain chips, too. Grandpa, do you like sweetest fish? Yeah. When you ha- when's the last time you had it? Like a long time ago? Uh, maybe a month. A month, is it? I kind of thought this would be something that, you know, it's, it's you haven't had. It's candy. Yeah. And that's what I do. I don't I think I've... Just to have it around. I don't think I've well, ever yeah. had sweetest fish. Just my age. I need some. Well, this is definitely packed with sugar. Okay, I'm going to try it. It kind of tastes like a, like an uncoated Mike and Ike. Right. It's like the chewy part, like the jelly part on the inside of a Mike and Ike. And it's like a, it's like a cherry flavor. Yeah, definitely yes. cherry. Mm-hmm. Well, you I also know. like Mike and Ike. I think it's cherry. Yeah. You know I love everything gummy. Well, I can't relate to that. That's very weird. Um, the interesting about these, these are made from wax. These are wax, like edible wax based. These aren't gummy based. I love anything gummy and fruity. Like, I would rather have it than chocolate. Chocolate is is weird. No, to like, not like chocolate as much as you like fruity stuff? Oh, oh, oh. All right, Grandpa. This is just a fun snack. I'm not supposed to be OD. Take these away, because that's like got a whole handful. See, this is why, this is why when I'm with him, I portion control. I have my portion. <laughs> So today's episode is going to be about hair, stories of hair, the musical hair, um, even though grandma's not here to tell it, um, but it's hair. So that's going to be our Sunny Report. Grandpa doesn't have any hair anymore, but he used to have a lot of hair. Um, and it was kind of a coveted part of your style, as we talked about. I have a lot of hair. Yes. I used to have one. <laughs> I think out of all of us, Maja probably has the most hair. Maja has enough hair to make two wigs and then <laughs> still have some to give to some Barbie who also needs hair. <laughs> yeah, she could totally make money off of her hair if she wanted to. I think we get our hair from grandma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you get like a mixture of, of textures, probably from all the different textures in the family. We have a lot of textures. Actually, my dad has uh, really good hair. Oh, wow. I mean, his hair didn't turn gray till he got about 69. It's just yeah. cold black. Mm-hmm. And my grandma's hair was the same way. Yeah. I think they had more Indian in them yeah. than, than black. My mama's hair was was more black, if you will. Well, yes, yeah, so I think like with me and Maja, like, you know, our dad, his most of the side of his family is, is American Indian. Mm-hmm. 
I got the coarse hair from the coarse side of the family. That's why I got it locked up. But it, but your curl pattern is so pretty, though. Like, I remember when you used to have, like, your little, um, like, your little Afro bob thing, you know? You know? Oh, yeah. It was so easy, too. I loved having my short natural hair. It's great. And then as it got longer, though, I couldn't detangle it. It was too much work. Well, I'm also tender-headed, too, so I can oh, only imagine. Gosh. Your grandpa, he used to do our hair. Do you remember that, Dad? Mm-hmm. He used to do our hair when we were little. Like, he would help Mom with, with our hair. And I remember one time, you put a perm in my hair. Yeah, I, I permed all y'all. Sure <gasps> yep. did. I permed it, yeah. And he would style our hair and everything. I used to love when Dad did my hair because he was gentle. Now, Mom, on the other hand, <laughs> I thought I was in a torture device or something. And one time, I, I mean, I'm so tenderheaded. I'm so tenderheaded. I don't know how people deal with people pulling on their hair, like for braids and stuff. I cannot do it. I just, it hurts so bad. I have to take ibuprofen just to get my hair done. Like, this is ridiculous, right? Yeah. But one time, Mom was combing my hair out. And she got so bad at me, she just smacked me in the head with the brush. And do you know that brush broke in half and flew across the room? And I said, you know what? This is what happens (laughs) when you have coarse hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's what happens when you have Joanne Parrish showing your hair. Because I also have had many experiences with my scalp being burned because of hot comb Easter's and the trauma I have behind mm-hmm. pre-flat iron beauty techniques. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. We've had plenty of hot combs. Um, I I remember the wax, you know, they would put the wax in. Because the wax, when you put the hair wax and then you put the hot comb on it, it melts it right onto your hair, but it's, it turns into like an oil. So it doesn't coat it. It just gives you like a nice shine and it smells really good and it gives you that real straight look, you know? And it's it's all worth it in the end because your hair looks great, but just getting to, to the end still. is like, oh my gosh. How many burns am I going to have? Like, you trying so on hard to be ear, still. On your neck. Because <laughs> nobody wants that Easter mm-hmm. bur- um, burn on your forehead when you go to church. <laughs> I used to always get burned on my ears. <clears throat> yep. Back of the neck and forehead. Those are the three spots. Just that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad your mama didn't burn me because she did hot comb and curling iron on my hair too. What? When I when I was getting my hair blown out. What? Yeah, she would comb it out, a hot comb it out, <laughs> and flat iron, and then she'll fluff it up. Oh, you had hair like Al Sharpton. <laughs> yeah. Is there a picture? It was out to here. It bounced. Oh wow. It bounced when I walked. Yeah, we we gotta simulate this. I I, I vote we get to oh, go. I'm and so in. Buy a I'm wig so in. <laughs> simulate this and put it on dad just so we can see what that looks like. I had so much hair on my head that birds were attacking. Me. <laughs> I'm serious. They wanted my hair for their nest. I guess. Oh my goodness. Because I you know I would walk down the street and yeah. all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> You probably look yeah. like a nest. Oh my gosh. Like, because I was thinking they were just, mm. you know, getting too close. But yeah. after a while, I'm going like, no, 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 no. Not that many times. Mm. Mm. Wow. And my mom told me, she said, they probably after your hair. Probably. <laughs> yeah, but they probably thought your hair was a pre-made nest. Yeah, sure did. Mm. I forget that. The, the Hitchcock movie, The Birds, came to my oh, mind. Oh, I hate that movie. 
Yeah. I was scared. I ran mm. home then. <laughs> I don't like birds. I had a bird poop on my hair once. On my no head. way. I, I, you know, I yeah. no, I wasn't. I wasn't shiny. I was just a kid walking to school. Yeah, <laughs> minding your own business. And the so um, shiny. And the uh, oh, bird poop on my head. Ah. And I was like, oh my god. And then I just started crying, and I turned around. And home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have any hair horror stories. I don't think I have any hair horror stories because. I wasn't really, I didn't really do much with my hair. Like, I never, like, wanted to cut it. I never, like, dyed it too crazy. I think the only time I had maybe, like, a crazy dye job was when I let my friend in cosmetology school. Um, it wasn't the first time I had gone blonde, but it had been a while. And do you remember when I came home from college looking like a Oompa Loompa? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't say Oompa Loompa, though. It wasn't that bad. It was orange. Like it was just, it wasn't blonde. It was like orange. Yeah, it was orange for sure. But it wasn't that bad though, Vanessa. Like it was like, you know, because people dye their hair different colors. So no big deal. Um, it wasn't like, you know, awkward looking. But this is why I don't dye my hair. Like I've never in my life fully dyed my hair. I had highlights one time. And as soon as they grew out, like uh, that was it. I never did it again. I don't know what. I think I have a phobia of hair dye. I feel like I, I feel like my hair is gonna fall out. Does, hmm. I was gonna say, doesn't dye make it heavier? I don't think so. But um, what it is is the last time I had a relaxer, my hair burned. Like I always, every time I got a relaxer, my hair, my scalp would burn every time. No matter if I did not scratch, scratched, whatever, it always burned really bad. But the last, a very last relaxer I ever got. My scalp was burning so bad. And I was telling the beautician, like, hey, I need to get this out. And they were like, oh, okay, well, just a few more minutes. And I'm like, no, because uh, they literally just finished putting it in. But my, I know my, my hair, as soon as you put it in, is done. Like, take it out. You don't have to wait. You don't have to smooth. None of that. Like, my hair was just, like, chemical ready, right? And they wouldn't, they wouldn't believe me. And so they wouldn't rinse it out. I had to literally get up and walk to the sink and, like, wash it out. I was on fire. And that's the last relaxer I got because it literally like was almost burning out my edges. Never got another relaxer after that. And I think I have a phobia of chemicals on my hair ever since that happened. So I've been completely natural ever since that day. Well, to your point, like dyes and things like that totally change your hair texture too. Like it can also like make your hair thinner. It can make your hair like not as like, wavier or curlier and things like that because it's not, it's like shocking the natural state. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I certainly did get a different texture in the front after that. You know, it's a lot looser of a curl than the rest of my hair and also thinner in the front too. So I had to like let my hair heal over time, let my scalp heal over time. And it's gotten better, but, um, and that's grown back in a lot, but it was just, it was kind of traumatic, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it makes me think of, I don't know why, but every time I talk about this, it, it makes me think of in Malcolm X, the movie, when Malcolm X, when um, Denzel Washington was getting the perm and he had to stick his head in the toilet yeah. because <laughs> to put the burn out, because that's yeah. how I felt. I felt like, where is the fire. nearest water? I don't care what it is. I want this burn gone. Right. <laughs> For those who don't know, a relaxer is a chemical processing on hair that is curly. 
and it after a period of waiting it will straighten the hair cuticle um from curly to straight so it's easier to maintain on a day-to-day basis so it's like a perm but opposite but black people use perm and relaxer as a synonym not an antonym so i think it confuses white people when we say perm because we actually mean relaxer i've had to explain that to my white friends many times over the years it's like we call it a perm but for black people a perm is not curly a perm is straight so yeah just have to explain that i think the biggest thing i have to explain to white people is shrinkage aka creamy crack (laughs) yeah because everyone was so addicted to having their hair permed and you have to get it consistently done or the new growth that's where the new growth term came from will you know have like they'll have this like Mm -hmm. two like this one inch of like fuzzy curly hair and you got to get it done again you got to keep getting it done otherwise look like a chia pet right right when i (laughs) when i stopped perming my hair um my new growth was growing in for about six months and the straight ends were still there you know so one day i went to go wash my hair And I was just like washing it, you know, like I normally do on top of my head. And then when I went to try to rinse it out, I just had a big old knot, like two big old knots from where I was washing my hair um, stuck at the top of my head. I couldn't get the knots out. Like all of my hair matted together, all the relaxed ends that were still there. So it was like the relaxed part was fighting with the natural part. And I couldn't get it out. So I had to, <laughs> I was crying and I couldn't go to work. <laughs> so I had to go to the beauty shop and I was like, I need you to fix my hair. And the only thing they could do was cut it off. And they cut off. And that's how I did my big chop. That is where the big chop came from. It was not, it was totally involuntary. I don't know if I ever told y'all that. I don't think you ever did actually. Hmm. Um, I don't think, I don't think I've ever had a big chop and I don't think I ever want a big chop. I didn't. I was forced to have a big chop. Mesha's mm-hmm. starting to cut her hair a few times. Cause I had to. <laughs> I mean but Mesha's hair is fully natural though. Involuntarily. That's because you don't keep you keep your hair together. She doesn't have any relaxation. She doesn't take care Plain. of her hair. She just throws it up in a bun all the time and then leaves it there. It's in a bun right now. See? But can we circle back for a second? I need to find out more about this hairstyle that daddy had. Okay. And I need to find out if he put this hair in rollers. <gasps> like, was there a no, roller involved? No. Was there a, was there a, a hair involved? I just okay. want to know more about okay, this. Okay, Grandpa, I need to know the scale. It was just, I need to know, know the scale. Like, was it like Michael Jackson to Prince to Al Sharpton yeah. to Cat Williams? Like, what? what's the range? <laughs> Cat Williams. <laughs> you know Cat Williams is? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there really wasn't a scale. Okay. I just went from, from uh, uh, what they call it at the time, a college cut, low, mm-hmm. you know, like, so like I had. Clean now. cut. Yeah. And um, I let it grow and I had, and and they just did Afro because, see, my hair was easy to, to turn to an Afro because all we had to do mm-hmm. was, was, was comb it out and, and hot comb. And it'll all stand out like, you know, you stick your hand in a, a, oh, yeah. a electric socket or something. <laughs> and all you had to do then was shape it. And it was so soft, you could shape it with your hand. 
And your hair is soft. And and so, you know, the longer I let it grow, the bigger the afro got. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was was sweat, and it'll go right back. <laughs> back to you the afro. Know? Go right back to, to the tight afro. I'm starting to think but that we all have they, dad's hair. But if they press it out, you know, and then, it, then it'll stay out, and that's when I had the afro. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would, you know, go to the club and go to parties and stuff and, and dance a lot and sweat. And by the time I got home, it was... Sweat it out. And even in, when I was in the military, I did the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, because all I had to do was comb it out and let it press it out and, and go to the clubs and stuff and... and uh, and sweat and come back. When I come back home, sometimes I put on a, what we call a stocking cap that would press your hair down. I don't know what you're talking about. Call it a stocking yeah, cap. stocking cap. Yeah, still called a stocking mm-hmm. cap. Yeah. A stocking cap is like um, a do-rag. But back in the day, we used to take a stocking and make um, a stocking cap basically out of a stocking and put on your head because it could give you waves and Control your hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I used to have that and when I had, I had to do my that hair every pressed. morning. I mean, every night. Yeah, I had to do that every night. Before, <laughs> we all did. So that when I went to work the next morning at the military, because you weren't going to wear your hair blown out in the military. Right. You know, but we got to, if you press it down that night, you can go all day. It, ain't, it, won't, it won't jump out of place. Yeah. You know, and then as soon as I got home, start picking it out. John, let Joanne comb it, uh, hot comb it. Yeah, I remember you did yeah. have um, an afro when you got married, right? Because in your earlier pictures, in your wedding picture, you had an afro in your, and and you were in your military uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you, but you only have it a certain length. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was the baby fro. Uh, yeah, that was the baby fro. Yeah. I was just curious because I remember some of the earlier but times. But it was still tight, though. Yeah. Uh, if you combed it out, it'll be a big fro. Yeah. Yeah. What you, the, the key was patting it down, keeping it packed. <laughs> Keeping it back. Shaping it up. Shaping it up. Keep it shaped. And then, you know, they weren't any wiser. I was still within the regulations. <laughs> it's really something like, I mean, the hair back in those days, everybody was doing different things. I mean, and then in the 80s, when the when the Jerry Curl came out, because that's what I was curious about, because, you know, I remember the early days when we used to go home to Memphis and visit and the late 80s and 90s. I used to see people out at the stores and stuff, men. And they would have like rollers in their hair with their caps on, or they would have like their curl, their jerry curls, you know, and like different things. And I remember mom put a jerry curl in my hair for like a very short time. And then I had a traumatic experience with that. <laughs> <laughs> but we might just, let's just say it involved a jerry curl and a perm too soon, right? As soon after. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I don't remember it, but mom tells me about it. I don't, she doesn't like to talk about it. She starts crying. And I'm like, Mom, I don't remember. <laughs> but just anyway. let your soul go. So, um, you know, hair is just, yeah. Everybody yeah, had good. a curl back in those days. Everybody. Yeah. like. I didn't, I didn't like the dairy hair. That wasn't yeah. for me. I just, it was a little bit too girlish. Yeah, but it's so <laughs> funny now that people are wearing their natural hair again, like their natural curls, and mm. we're putting... We're putting products, but we're not putting like Jerry Curl products. But some people still use like gels and things like that, and it gives you that look, uh, yeah. like where your curls are really defined, but not in a Jerry Curl way. It's more of a natural way, you know. Yeah. But still, 
kind of similar definition without the moppy mm-hmm. yeah without the without the greasiness of it without like sitting on a oh. couch and leaving spots on the yeah. sofa I like not stand like coming to america that scene is real okay yeah and and people you know especially black folks had plastic on their furniture because you didn't want jerry curl juice all over your furniture <laughs> and you know that was plastic a real furniture yeah. is the trauma response to jerry curl I remember going on the school bus and having having wet spots on the back of the school bus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I left some Jericho juice on the school bus seat. Ew. <laughs> you ever know. When I was uh, when I wore my hair natural, like and curly, it's so funny because a lot of people go up to me and be like, "When did you cut your hair?" I'm like, "I didn't mm. cut it. I just washed it." <laughs> yeah. I know with my curl pattern, um, my hair would be all the way down to like past my shoulders, but when it was when it was curly, it barely touched my mm-hmm. ears. And I, mm-hmm. This one girl at my job, uh, she's so funny. She's um, one of my friends. She's Puerto Rican, and she used to come over to my hair, and she'd just be like, "Shanita, I just want to touch your hair. Is it okay if I just like touch your hair?" I'm like, "Sure, go ahead." And she would just pull my little curls and like stretch them all the way out and let them go and watch them spring back. <laughs> and she would just do it over and over again and just let my hair spring back. And it, I just thought it was entertaining. So I just let her do it. <laughs> <laughs> she was getting a kick out of it, which was making me get I do not let people touch my hair whatsoever. I mean, I normally don't either, but just in that moment, I think I was so stressed at work. I was just like, this is what I need right now. <laughs> a distraction. Yeah. yeah. I had a lot of people actually like pull my hair to like make sure it's real. I think that's where that comes from. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a problem. You're like, you don't do that. I've had someone like, like, oh, I see your hair. And I was like, okay. And then. They're like rubbing you up in the Yeah, they rub my scalp. Yeah, and someone well, would, someone would ask you, "Can I touch it?" I don't mind if people <laughs> ask. Um, Shanita, so what was your decision when you were doing like sister locks and stuff? First of all, mom got them first. She got sister locks. I didn't know anything about sister locks. She kept telling me she was gonna go get her hair done in these sister locks, and she was telling me about it, and I was like, "Okay." I didn't know what she was talking about. I didn't know what they were. This was back in 2014. Next thing I know, mom's comes home and she's got these little, you know, locks and they're teeny, teeny, tiny. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay, that's cool. I think I want to do that too. <laughs> um, because I liked that you could do like styles and be versatile with them, even though I don't really do much to my hair. I, I like the fact that I could if I wanted to, <laughs> you know, um, but also the fact that they're just, they're locks, but they're so small that they don't feel heavy, they're light and airy. I can still feel the wind blowing my hair around, and that is what I like about this. Your hair so, grows so fast. For me, too. it was just, um, oh, it does. It grows so, so fast. And I couldn't detangle it anymore. It was just too curly. I couldn't deal with it anymore. I was like, this is too much work. Um, my arms are tired. <laughs> I don't have enough time in the day. Yeah. You know, and because I do my own hair my my sister locks i got them put in but after the first year i started tightening them myself so i've been tightening them myself for like like eight seven eight years now how much money does that and and they've gotten thousands of dollars um because when i first got them 
they weren't charging by the hour. But at some point along the way, when they became more popular and, you know, locticians needed more time to do more heads, they started charging by the hour. And I have a lot of hair, as you know. And so for me, like just to get a retighten would take about six hours. Yeah, we're talking hundreds of dollars every time. I can't do that every six weeks. So I, I made up my mind pretty early on anyway. I mean, you know me. I'm a, I'm a cheap DIY person. I do things on my own. And I'm not trying to spend a whole lot of money. Plus, I don't like people in my hair. <laughs> I don't like going to the beauty shop. I love going to the beauty shop. I, I never have. I've always hated going to the beauty shop. I don't, I don't want to go and sit somewhere for hours. On, I mean, it's not like guys. Like, guys can go to the barber shop. How much time you spend in the barbershop, Dad? Well, you mean from the time I get in the chair to the time yeah, I get out? Yeah. About 15 minutes. About 15 minutes. Vanessa, how long you spend in the beauty shop when you go? My whole afternoon is booked. Exactly. You miss a whole, like, half a day. I can't do that. I just don't, I like, I just can't do it. And it's not even that my life is that interesting. <laughs> I just don't want to sit anywhere that long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I do my own hair a little bit every day. And it is, it is costly. It does get expensive. Oh, yeah. It's very expensive. And over the years, it's just going up and up and up. With inflation, everything is going up. And hair is no exception. Yeah. Even like, Dad, you were saying the haircuts you got for you and the boys today was like... 80 bucks. Yeah. Can you believe that? It used to be 40 matter of fact, for, for, for three of us. I can't believe that because they're charging 80 bucks a head just in Los Angeles to cut men's yeah. hair. Yeah. And there are two kids involved. I mean, I feel like kids' hair should be cheaper. Their heads are small. Yeah, but then you got, when you get a little style on it. I guess. Well, they got to pay their bills too, but... Yeah. I know grown men that are paying almost $100 to get their hair cut by themselves. With with their kids, yeah. No, just one no, person. No, just one person. Oh, what? Where? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, shop. big cities My are charging the yeah, full big, price. Um, well, I guess, you know... And, the, and, the, and the beard, the eyebrows, and, and, and sometimes they get a uh, shade. Yeah. Plus, you know. Oh they, yeah. They get that beard shade. Yeah, that's true. And so you know, all that takes time. And a lot of men dye their beards and stuff too. Like yeah. the barbershop dyes it. Yeah, yeah. So it don't show the gray. Yeah. Now they're doing like skincare and things like that to help around the hair. Well, I know when I was in college, I wanted to. Do my own hair. It's like I bought the hair the hair dryer. I bought the flat iron. I got the right products. And it would take me like four times as long. And it would never look as good. Because my hair has to oh, be yeah. blow dried super, super straight for it to last long. Like the flat iron is just the final touch. So I could never get it good enough. And so I had to accept that, you know, if I want my hair to look the way I'm used to having it, I'm going to have to have the money yeah. to do yeah. it. I used to love doing you guys' hair when you were little. I used to do your hair, Vanessa, and I did uh, Major's hair. I used to love Major's hair. I did probably even more because I had more time <laughs> on my hands. I was, I was uh, in college and I, I just had more time. But um, I used to put all those little pigtails in her hair and, and like braid, like long, long, like her hair was so long. It almost seemed like it went to her knees and she was only like four years old. <laughs> her hair was so long. I just loved doing it. All those. Remember, I used to put all those little ponytails all over your head. I used to put like ten or twelve. Mm. It was so pretty. Yeah, Maisha's such a Barbie doll. Yeah, yeah. Nina taught me how to braid. 
We had that little Barbie doll. We used to learn how to braid and stuff on it. Yeah, Misha used to have her hair like all the way down her back, just in braids. And that is about. You don't remember that? That's about all I can still do is braid. (laughs) My mom showed me how to. Yeah, Daddy used to braid my hair. Put our Mm -hmm. Daddy used to part my hair and put it in ponytails and braid it up. Never figured out. Section it out. Yeah. I can't do anything. I'm completely helpless when it comes to my hair. So let's transition into our joint pain. Culturally, black hair has been such a taboo, even to this day. Yeah. I mean, they had to make a whole documentary about it. Tells you a lot, right? (laughs) Well, you know, I think it's just um, another... um, suppression type thing when they want to control our hair as far as how, what, how we wore it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was fine, you know, if there was a, 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 a what they call a, a low cut or a low afro, small, mm-hmm. you know, but when we when we started um, getting the braids and mm-hmm. the, what they call them, I think, the, big, the, the big huge things. Um, um, the, the, the corn they were cornrows, oh, corn but, but they got bigger and bigger, you know. Yeah. And so now they started making it unlawful. At least mm-hmm. started at work. Yep. We got a lot of we got a lot of flack about it at work and stuff because mm-hmm. uh, it it wasn't quote unquote it wasn't professional looking. Right. There's even kids that are being forced to cut their hair so. just to compete in school sports. Yeah, that's a battle. We have a very deep-rooted trauma with black people in our hair, with the Eurocentricism that's taken over. Well, it's you know, it was just, time. yeah, been, it's, I mean, it's always been there. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's been, you, if you're going to wear your hair, then mm-hmm. you're going to wear it like this. This is the way we like it, basically. They didn't say, come out and say it, but, you know, this is how you have to wear it. I think they work. did come out and say it. I think back in the day, they did cut our hair. And even, like... As black people, we've taken that and we've even divided each other. Yeah, in some places, they did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't, if it didn't look like a certain way, you know, then, or like, quote unquote, like under control or something mm-hmm. like that, then mm-hmm. then it was considered too ethnic. Yeah. It's really what it was. It was just too ethnic. It was too ethnic. It wasn't white enough. It was too black. It didn't yeah. fit into, you know, like yeah. The, yeah. the quote unquote norm. Yeah, you're not being obedient. I know to the, to the system. Yeah, it was certainly a struggle for me too. Like when I first went natural, like I definitely saw some sideways looks, you know. Yeah. Um, with that, but also, um, you know, it it's just really exciting to see how far we've come. I mean, when I see Katanji Brown Jackson, our Supreme Court justice, yeah, right, that just yeah, got, maybe, um, yeah. you know, um, Locks, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, her sister locks was just like. I just wanted to jump up and down, yeah. <laughs> seeing her with sister locks. I'm like, yay! Yeah, like yeah. representing how our hair is beautiful and, um, and you know, it is professional the way we wear our hair. No matter what we do to our hair, you know, when we're when we're wearing it in different ethnic styles, yeah, there are ways to to be professional without having to try to fit into some societal norm. 
We shouldn't right. have to do that, you know? Yeah. I still get a lot of looks sometimes when I wear my hair curly versus when I wear my hair straight. I get treated differently. Talk to you different, treat you a little bit different. Yeah. 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 yeah you being rebellious, basically. You know, that's not how we like your hair. Which is insane to Which me is, because it's like, <laughs> this is the way God made me. Like, yeah. I'm not even doing anything to myself this is just like if i just jump in a pool and come out this is what i'm gonna look like i think they think it's like more threatening almost okay i have a story for you it's kind of funny kind of sad i remember when i was in raleigh um after after like during college and my hair was straight and i wanted to get my hair done um but i couldn't afford like a a super professional hairstylist you know i went to one of the like hair schools you know they have those cheaper prices because they're students um and you can't pick your stylist because you know everyone's in school so you know they put you in a rotation and so they gave me this sweet little white girl she's lovely and i told them before i sat down i was like please make sure that she knows that i have a lot of thick hair whoever you pick give me to just make sure they know so she sits down and she's looking at my hair but remember it's straight so she's like, oh, yeah, we can wash it. You know, we can blow dry it. No problem. And so she puts me at the hair washing station and adds water to my hair. And you could just see her face mm-hmm. start to change. <laughs> and she was like, okay, you know, trying to wash it. You know, and my hair is just getting bigger and bigger yeah. and curlier and curlier. And wow. it took her... So, like, she sat me down to the chair, you know, and she's trying to comb through it. And all of you know, like, you know, you have to keep your hair moisturized as you're combing through it or else as it gets drier, it's going to get more brittle. And so she's trying to comb through it. So she gets the detangling. So then she's, like, blow drying it on, like, the medium setting. And I keep telling her, like, honey, I am the highest setting you have on your blow dryer is for my hair (laughs) and so she's just doing piece by piece but you know she's still in school so the the teacher would keep coming by and kept checking on her how you doing you know and she kept having to refresh my hair because you know it was getting drier and drier so i sat there maybe like she sectioned no she doesn't say like she doesn't know what she didn't know what she was doing so um it was about four hours and Uh. the teacher was like okay we have to let her go home like you know like this is this is enough. <laughs> so they called one of the other girls from down the hall mm-hmm. who's more experienced. And coincidentally, yeah, she was she was Afro-Latina. And she comes out with her blow dryer. And uh-huh. the teacher's like, okay, everybody gather around. <laughs> and she turns that blow dryer on and she's like, zoom, 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 <laughs> this zoom, is zoom. <laughs> Yeah. And she just goes, zoom, 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 zoom. and then flat irons. And they're just looking at her like, Whoa. And it took her like 15 minutes. Yeah. And so it was just really funny. Oh my gosh. Well, good for you that you had patience to even sit there that long. Well, I felt bad for her because I I knew what she was going to get herself into. I mean, it was a good lesson. Yeah. I mean, they're in cosmetology school, you know? That's a great lesson for them, you know, for any beautician to know because you never know who's going to walk into your shop. Yeah, so I thought it was always funny since that day, but I don't. Um, yeah, I have the, I have this. The, well, I guess I won't say I have the same problem, but but men had the same problem. Mm-hmm. We have to go to a black barber. If you go to a white barber shop, and they and you can see the fear come over that face, <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm gonna get in trouble because I, I you know I don't know how to, where to even start. 
<laughs> cutting his hair. And I went to an Oriental barber shop one time, and they were the same way. They went like, <laughs> I'm cutting my barber shop. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, it's an experience, you know. Well, you know, hey, I got to get a haircut. Mm-hmm. Just do the best you can without messing it totally up. I got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> type thing, you know. I'm just yeah. glad even to that um we guys we as a culture are accepting each other for our different hairstyles now. You know, it reminds me of like that that um epi- that uh scene in school days when they're like arguing about each other's hair, you know, the conversation between good hair and bad hair and like I'm glad to see that we're kind of moving past that. The classic. There's a scene like where the girls are in the beauty shop and they're kind of like arguing about um kind of colorism politics really. It's all about colorism, yeah. The whole thing, the whole scene. It was is like, I th- I'm pretty sure that Debbie Allen directed that. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it was such an amazing uh, visual of what we experience in the black community when it comes to colorism, light skin, dark skin. You know, good hair, bad hair, whatever we call it. You know, it is. It really was just a great uh, summary. Mm-hmm. And in an artistic way, in that movie, never to be duplicated. Well, never say never. Yeah, and I think it's so interesting because, um, like, thinking of like Hollywood and like black hair, it's still a conversation that I know a lot of black celebrities have. Of like, they have to come with their hair done, or they're not going to get good hair service or even like in the modeling community a big conversation is that they're actually just making the black models just cut their hair off yeah so you'll see a lot of black models nowadays that are just bald or they have buzz cuts because they don't trust you know Mm. the people there on set to know how to do their hair i think it's that but it's also those models a lot of times they have to wear a lot of wigs and hair pieces and if you're putting that on your actual natural hair it could cause your your damage to your to your natural hair too. So, if I was a model, I probably would cut all my hair off too. Well, I think a lot of times they're putting those pieces on because they don't know how to do their hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's just easier. <laughs> and then sometimes you see TV and like there's like a black lady with a bad wig, and you're like, ooh. Well, I mean, it's a great segue to go to bubble wrap. Pop it. Are there any favorite hairstyles and like pop culture that you've ever like wanted to try? When I wanted to try, I tried it. That was Afro, I guess. <laughs> Cause like I said, I, I only had um, the college cut, low cut. Uh, and uh, well, before that I had my daddy, my daddy gave us the uh, bowl cut. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Put a bowl on top of our head and cut all the hair around, around the, Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, that was our cut bow, a B O W L bow. Oh my God! You know, Grandpa, I'd like to see you in Shamar Moore's Tyler Perry's cornrows. <laughs> <laughs> Those cornrows in that movie! Oh my goodness! I don't think I even—I don't recall ever having cornrows. Maybe two or three times. I think. Mom, I think Joanne gave me some cornrows. But, really? Yeah, I think yeah, but it's not that much. I I didn't like um, pulling on them tight. Yeah, hurts. I, I said nah. We just don't do. We just gonna do the haircut. And, and the afro came out. So I like that. 
I kind of wanted my hair to be like Halle Berry's or like Nia Long's or yeah. like, like a short, yeah, like a little short. Those those cuts are cute. You know, I don't think I ever really thought about it to be honest. Like what other hairstyles I would like if I could just do anything. But I will say, like just thinking about it now, I think it would be pretty cool to have a mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> and I want it to be purple, of course, oh. a purple mohawk. Uh-huh. Yeah, like a natural hair mohawk with your curls. Like just yeah, like maybe just shave off the sides of my of my locks and like just Dang. and then um you know like do a little little mohawk with my locks on top. Nah, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty dope. Nah, I mean I'm just. <laughs> I think you should do it. <laughs> I I never really like. I would never actually. Isaiah do. will think you're like the coolest mom ever. Well, well, yeah, he already thinks I'm the coolest mom. <laughs> <laughs> He's the coolest kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I think that's, um, I don't know. Yeah, he's really cool. Yeah. If I was going to be in a movie or something, I would I would just let them do whatever. Like, just do whatever you want to my hair. Yeah. It's just hair. Just I mean, to me, it's just hair. No way. It's just hair. No way. You know, it's like, I always think about the people that, I always think about the people that go through, like, cancer or alopecia or things like that and they lose all their hair i mean it can happen to anyone at any time and at the end of the day it's just hair you might have an accident maybe your hair catches fire <clears throat> and you might you know lose some hair <laughs> it's just hair like you know um there's so many more important things in life than hair than the outside yeah so for me i don't know i guess i just that's a good point yeah i totally don't take it. it that seriously but you yeah. know what i mean yeah but you still take care of it because yeah you you, you want it to look nice presentable at least i think yeah. the standards of presentable are changing but speaking of presentable or just being conscientious of who you are on the inside I think that's a great segue for Grandpa's Word Up. Word Up! Word Up! <laughs> Colossians 4th chapter, 5th verse, says, Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. All my state." All my state shall Tychus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant and Lord, whom I have spent unto you for, for the same purpose, that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. That's Colossians 4, 5 through 7. The sixth verse says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. I find it interesting that now uh, people have gotten to the point that they don't care what they say to other people. Mm. They appear or seem to be of a superior attitude toward people and that they can talk to you any kind of way that they want to. But as as, uh, people of God, uh, as Christians, the Bible tells us to to speak always with grace. So what is speaking with grace? Uh, being kind, gentle, 
caring about people's feelings. Uh, uh, what we what we say, even though it might be right, it has to be said to a point where uh, no one's offended. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems to be disappearing at the, the, in this day and age. Uh, I was I was looking at uh, not to be lengthy, but I was looking at the TV, and this lady uh, was talking to this this uh, this lady with this white lady was talking to this black man. Who what was he doing? He was he was walking down the street, I think, but. And, and and she didn't know that he lived in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and so she got she got really harsh with him, you know, about him walking in and, and and things like that. And he said, "I live right down the street," you know. That happens often. Uh, you know, this is my neighborhood just as well as yours. But she just kept being belligerent toward him, and he hadn't said anything to her. She started the whole thing, but she thought she was right because she was correcting him. You know, she thought she was doing her neighborhood justice because she was telling off this 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 black man that was walking down the street. And and I think about uh, a whole lot of things that have happened in the news like that. Uh, even the, the young man that got killed because he was jogging in the new neighborhood, uh, minding his own business. Uh, but it's things like that. Uh, and, you know, it, it bothers me because a lot of people like to call themselves Christian. I'm a good person and yada, yada, yada. And, but the same, at the same time, they're carrying this baggage of hatred and disrespect that they think is right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it is so wrong. And, and, but you know, Paul says, let your speech be graceful. Let it be seasoned with, with salt and salt is a preservative. Don't say anything that you're going to regret later. You know uh, uh, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. We ought to we ought to respect every man. When it's say every man, I, it, it's race, creed, color, national origin, of religious preference. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna treat you like a man. I'm gonna treat you like a woman. I'm gonna treat you like a child. And but I'm gonna be respectful in the whole time. And whatever I say will won't won't uh, anger you. It won't demean you it won't put you in a inferior complex type of situation in other words respect and it's a big word these days everyone's just living their their selves the way they can right you know and and then and it's always i i I feel like it's always internal because what's in you is going to come out of you you know regardless of what you think of you think you're right yeah you can't hide it for so long but you you hide something for so long, and you can you can disguise it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but given the right time or situation, uh, it's going to expose itself. And I think that's all part of, of 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 living, and that's all part of God's plan that we realize that we're not as good as we think we are, mm-hmm. and we're not as perfect as we think we are. But if we follow God's word and his direction, then uh, we'll see ourselves before we start looking at others and try to correct ourselves and and uh, before we start trying to correct somebody else. It is my own business, you know, and just love people for how they are. Yeah. And the 
curly hair that grows out yeah, of scalp. Yeah, if you don't have something you know? nice to say, don't say anything. If you don't have anything nice to say, <laughs> shut your mouth. Don't say anything. Because I guarantee you, you're going to mess it Keep up. Keep it to yourself. Because once you've said it, you can't take it back. You can't take it back. You can't even dress it up. No, I agree. I agree. Do unto yeah. others. You, you had them do unto you. you. If we even thought about that, that was that would stop a whole lot of bad stuff that's going on. It's true. A whole you lot know. of mess. Oh, my goodness. So much yeah. mess. We're reminded constantly that um, we, we always have an opportunity to do what's good what's right, what's decent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and um, we really should be aware of the fact that that's how we ought to be. Even even today, a lot of people don't like people. Because I think Shanita's a really great example of that. Shanita, she is. She, she coming with it. Just. Like, everybody loves Shanita. Like, I don't know, like, nowhere she goes or people she's like meets like all the time like everyone like gravitates like you're one of the most likable people well i mean i try to be i just try to be respectful to everyone you know i know most people don't agree with you know everything that any other person is gonna right, do right. or say and that's okay like everybody's got the right to have their opinion Mm-hmm. Their beliefs, yeah. their choices, right. and I think what we get so as long as it doesn't hurt other people. Yeah, we get so caught up in like ourselves and our beliefs and our things that we want, you know, and, and think is right. Um, that we just we don't stop to just at least respect others that they have the right to choose otherwise. And I think I don't know. I just to me that's just a basic thing. Yeah. I think that's what as I As long as they taught. don't hurt other people. I always have to put that yeah. disclaimer in there. You well, know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the caveat, right? Like, it's not that's not hurting others. But I think that that's, you know, it's just important to disrespect people. And and it really is. I mean, that's, I know it's cliche to say the golden rule, but it's really, really true. Yeah. Really you know, everybody's different. There's nothing wrong with different. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, yeah, that's so true. It's okay, and it's so interesting, like hearing you talk about that because, like, mom was talking about you when she was on, and we were talking about how you guys are, um, kind of like two peas in a pod, but you have such different perspectives, mm-hmm. but they're so aligned at the same time. Yeah. So, like, you guys can like literally look at an orange, mm-hmm. and both of you will dissect the orange, but you will both dissect it so differently. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny and it's okay, you guys. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah, and it's okay. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's not offensive. No, she has the brain in the family. In case we didn't mention that earlier. Oh no, I don't. Think so. I didn't know if we had mentioned that you're the mm. the the super genius. No, that's your mom. That's my sister. She's the genius. <laughs> I am not that smart. And that's why I hang around smart people. I mean, I'm smart, but I'm not the genius of the family. I'm going with Nikki for that one. I think, I think we're all pretty. Yeah, I think we're all pretty nerdy in, in some some form or fashion. Like we all nerd in different things. Okay, yeah. Your mom and I definitely tie for nerdiest of the family. But um, I wasn't a nerd until somebody told me I was. Yeah, we get it from dad. Dad's definitely a nerd. Yeah. Mom's a nerd too. Okay, yeah, we're pretty nerdy. So. We're all nerdy. <laughs> okay, we're all pretty nerdy. What is it? Grandma's just as much of a nerd. Like, yeah, what are you talking really about? Is. She really is. What can I say? 
we all get it honestly. But our um, dinner table conversations aren't even like, how was how was your day at work? It's always like the social political standards of the democracy of America yeah. and the statistical probabilities. Yeah. We have like real debates in this household like we talk about everything and everybody like like, references and resources absolutely medical journal documentation yeah you gotta back it up you can't just be blowing hot air like you gotta know what you're talking about oh you're gonna get called out on it like who's your source (laughs) who's your source right And then we got to go vet that source. Like, hold on. Hold on a minute. We've literally got our phones and looking up computer. to make sure. Yeah, we're all on our phones. Like, who's yeah, going to get to it first? Let me get my encyclopedia. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. It's real. Because yeah. <laughs> we want to know. Like, we want to so know what's factual. So like, we just have a lingering, you know, wondering uh, you know, I wonder if that's really true. No, we got to find out. Like, we got to find out what's true, what's real. Especially what's if we don't real. know. Like, if someone doesn't know, we'll just, like, pull our phones out and be like, two seconds. Like, yeah. I would do yeah, a five-minute deep dive, and I will know everything yeah. about this topic. <laughs> but I feel like we all have different categories, right? Yeah. Like, basically anything pop culture, Vanessa, you're going to look that up, Okay. Anything pop culture, anything like in the science field, they go to me, you know, anything medical is Nikki, like Trey is anything sports and tech. Trey is definitely tech. And, and dad, and dad is everything like any religious, anything he's our go-to like dad, tell us what's the deal. And then (laughs) historical (laughs) reference. Yes, historical. And mom is our politician of the family. She missed her calling. She should have been a senator. I mean, <laughs> she should have been the president of the United States. Yeah. She really could. I mean, she is just that passionate about people yeah. and policies, the, the country, and she would have been a great lawyer. The government, yeah. I tried. And then Maja's like just up to date on like everything. Maja's <laughs> Maja's like with the pop culture too. Like, <laughs> we should have heard this conversation we had with mom earlier. She was trying to tell us about something she heard um, someone talking about on YouTube and she could not tell us who this person was, but she kept trying to describe it. And it took her like a good 30 minutes to try to describe who this person was on YouTube that she was talking about. And it turns out she was talking about some girl, I don't know her. We talked about five different topics trying to get to the one she was originally Okay, so about. grandma was in the barbershop <laughs> and she, the lady in the barbershop turned the TV on it's like a gossip channel. And Grandma was trying to describe to us, she had recently learned about the Toy Lanes and Megan Thee Stallion situation, and that she also had learned about the Danny Oh, my God. And that she had, um, but mind you, she didn't know any of these people's names. She was just describing them. She was describing them. It's like that one girl who was a rapper, and she's Dominican, and the one girl, and what do they call light-skinned people? I mean, she's, we're like, and I'm sitting here like, what is the Oh, I wanna have been there about. so it took, bad. It took literally thirty minutes. And then to uh, Grandma had discovered the Danny Lay and the baby situation, and it just disappeared. Danny Lay, right. oh my god! Eventually, we figured she was talking about her new song, Yellowbone or something, and that's what she was talking about. We finally figured it out, but it took forever to to figure out what she was talking about. And what was she? I mean, it was so funny. So I, funny. I just feel like I need to just 
keep a video camera rolling in this house like at all times. <laughs> I swear. We we That was your job, Shanita. You bought a camera and you never turned it on. I did turn it on. There's some stuff. Like, you know, like the kids. I always video the kids. But I gotta get a new camera. That camera oh Girl, that was so many. That was so long ago. Now we got cameras on our phones. We don't need cameras. No, no. <laughs> but oh my goodness, it it was hilarious. I wish you were here. For yeah, I mean everything is documented now. I mean, ask Masia how many thousands of pictures she has of Charlie. Yeah. If it wasn't for Masia, we would have never gotten to the bottom of that story. You, how real? many? Four thousand six hundred and twenty-three. For real? From birth to now. Wow. Back them up on the iCloud. Don't oh, do what I did. They're back. I didn't up. know what the they're cloud better. was. I, I bet you my I baby could. pictures. Major, I could totally beat you. Not on Trelly. I have to take oh, like five pictures, six pictures food. a day. Okay, yeah, you beat me on Trelly, but total in my phone, I have 13,000 photos and 5,000 oh, videos. Man. 13,000? What kind of storage space you got? Not storage. How many gigabytes do you have? Terabytes. I have a lot. 100 gigabytes. 256. OMG. Probably need that much, but I don't. Man. That's a lot. Plus my extra 200 that I purchased. Oh, my God. Well, you know, are they sorted and organized? Because that's my problem with photos. I cannot keep them organized. It's a hot mess. Oh, yes. Well, well, you don't have an iPhone. That's why. iPhone sorts it for me. Don't talk to me about iPhones. I lost all my son's baby pictures on that iPhone that I had because I didn't know what a cloud was. And it kept asking me to back it up to a cloud. And nobody told me what a cloud was. <laughs> it was an iPhone 4. And you were looking out the window the and said, I see that cloud. The now, people at the phone place did not explain properly what a cloud was. I didn't know what it was. And I said no. And I didn't know oh, that's what man. it was. And I lost all my pictures. Oh. And it's all because of that iPhone. Oh. I didn't know what iCloud was. Generation X problems. <laughs> All right, Green Bubble. Well, anyway. It's been good. Thank you for joining us. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Have a great week. We'll see you guys next time. Send us emails. Ask I got gas at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to do. Bye. We'll see you later. Bye. in front of a live audience, a.k.a. our producer and my little sister, Maisha Parrish. Special thanks to our creative directors, Letitia and Shanita Parrish. Shout out to our sound engineer and editor, Stephen Kinzorski. If you liked today's episode, please rate us on Apple Music or wherever you listen.